What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Hello. 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 How are you? I'm very busy suddenly, which feels very strange. And I'm I'm not like yet in like the rhythm of extreme busyness, but I'm my body's been thrown into it suddenly. What's going on? Um, What's going on and stuff? Well, we had these jobs that we're doing for these solo film dance things. And then suddenly this week we got um, a last minute double moment because our friend Tyler Packout is out in California and she needs um, two different costumes for um, some pieces she's working on out there and we need to put them in the mail by Friday. So... Um, all of a sudden, it was like daily trips to the garment district, uh, making new patterns, fitting things on Harriet, trying again, you know, so um, and having to sort of push everything else onto the back burner. Wow, fast. And and Abrams, um, Abrams closes at five. You have to be out of the building by five. Wow. Yeah. So that's. Usually in a situation like this, I would stay for several more hours just to sort of get things done. But I don't have that option right now. No, times have changed. Yes. But it'll be okay. Are you okay? I am. When I'm teaching, I'm good. Classes are going really well. That's all feeling good. And then, but you know, it's like when you don't feel well and then you just have to work and then your mind focuses on that and you get through and then as soon as that's done you're worse than when you started so I am definitely wiped by the lime I am um very frustrated that it was like three visits to an urgent care in the epicenter of Lyme and had that misdiagnosed um and so now I'm dealing with uh whatever it doesn't matter I just don't feel that great um and uh, that's it. That's it? That's your whole life? That's my life. Wow. Well, thanks for joining us this week. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was so good. Please subscribe. Just be in touch. Um, no, no. Things are, things are okay. I, I'm glad the weather's cooling off. I love the beginning of fall. Um, I heard from our friend Bobby... Like ballet jazz to Montreal is um, going away to somewhere remote so that they can quarantine and have a creation process um, outside of COVID. And he was like, what do you think about that? I was like, sounds exactly like the New York City freelance contemporary dance model. That's what you have to do to get a dance made. You kind of have to leave New York, go to a place that will house you and take care of you and give you free studio space. And that sounds kind of normal. It's true. It's true though. I see that Sarah was just in the studio with Justin and mm-hmm. Sarah Mearns and Justin Peck are working on something back in the New York city ballet studios. Um, I think people are, are going ahead, I think as well with some New York city work. Um, Obviously, you're working on stuff with that, and Jeremy's working on stuff with that. It's interesting. It's a, it's, 
it's an interesting time. I mean, it was really the main, I mean, all I really have to talk about today is Dancing with the Stars, which I don't think you've seen. Uh, I wish I had ABC, but I guess there must be a way. Maybe it's on Hulu. I'm sure it's on Hulu. Um, It is, it was so much fun to watch a show live. That was really wild. I have never enjoyed watching Mm -hmm. anything live. And that was sort of a whole new world. Um, And it was, you know, what's to say? It's like the stars are, it's, you know, our friend Yaniv Shulman is on it and danced so beautifully. It was like Fred Astaire meets Gene Kelly. I mean, he had this full MGM moment. You can also watch the dances. Like, they're on they're on YouTube. I'm now. sure after the fact. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, I'm not surprised at all that he Neve was, is a good dancer. He's he has so much so much experience. Him and he texted me just as he got off stage, which felt so exciting. And we we texted a bit about the show. And Tyra is so incredible. I really wish I hosted the show with her. I literally <laughs> absolutely I loved that she was like, and when we come back, we'll be with our final. Two pros and two stars, and we're saving the best for last, or are we? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I, I mean, that and at the <laughs> end when she was like, tune in next week when we'll have to say goodbye to two of our dancers. Boo-hoo. And so the coming up, and it's just like, she's really, wow. she's just incredible. Your boyfriend, Alan Bernstein, and Sky Jackson did the most incredible routine Sky Jackson is incredible. She's an incredible dancer. I like she is. I don't know if she's the youngest person who's ever been on Dancing with the Stars. Um, but she is really young and really like came out and went right down into the splits and was pulled right back up. It was wow. It was incredible. Her dancing was amazing. Her and Neve were really exceptional. I really I couldn't believe it when I saw Alan Bernstein. My I laid my eyes on Alan Bernstein one day when he was teaching Tyler Peck um some kind of salsa or rumba or something on her on her Insta Live dance class. And they weren't in the same room, but they were communicating through the screen and I felt electricity towards He's, me. He's <laughs> Well, he is charisma personified. He is um he is absolutely like Funny, warm, so talented, so adorable, like just it really and and the the dancing between him and Sky is just tremendous, and she has to really deal with this huge height difference, um because she is a little trinket. very small, uh-huh. she is very, very small, and they 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 con- they commended her on like how well she dealt with the height difference in this um. Uh, wilder expressions were Anne Heche. Yeah, um, that's wild. She, I really can't wait to be able to watch the show. I mean, I feel like I don't want to give spoilers, but just her interview, her talking, and then her dancing was just, Anne Heche is really incredible. I mean, she it, talks- it makes you wonder though, like the, the whole trajectory of life, you know, as, as shown through Anne Heche's experience is, an alien from another planet would think, wow, you so much can happen to a human. I mean Well, she did talk about aliens in a book that she wrote about being abducted, <laughs> I believe. I'm pretty uh, sure that she talked about that. And she's she's amazing. She's someone who I'd be like, I I 
I don't, I mean, I, she has a lot of energy, just all the energy in the world, really. She vibrates. She's really like uh, vibratory and, um, it's, uh, she's exciting to watch. Wow. I'm excited. Are you trying to find it online? No, no, not yet. And I'm really just trying to shut everything down. And you said Monica from Cheer is on it? Monica from Cheer is on it. And it was really wild to watch her watching the other contestants because you just feel like you're watching uh, her competitive eye. Now, did she, was she dancing with abandon or did she still have that kind of like anxiety that she always seems to have? She has the anxiety. She needs a little more abandon. She needs a little yeah. more fluidity. Did the judges say as much? Um, Kind of, and kind of about, like, finishing through and stuff like that. Oh, did do you think, well, that must be hard but for the her person to get who was the, well, I mean, what's interesting for her is, is now she's being trained, you know, and she brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tiger, the one from Tiger King is... Um, oh, the flower lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a real fascinating dance. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. People, I mean, to end up on Dancing with the Stars, it's a strange, it's a strange place. It's amazing. To I really hope that I get to host it with Tyra Banks. Maybe that's, that's the, my next move this and year. You, I'll be out there. You don't hope that you get to compete with Alan as your partner? No, I wouldn't want to dance. I I just want to host and and come out in a dress and ask the contestants how they're doing and look at the judges and be like, wow, you know a lot more than me because I would have given this a nine. Wow. Tyra Tyra looks incredible, doesn't she? Always. Always. I mean, Tyra is a real American icon. Wow. Um, I think there's, I understand, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've read many things about Tyra and like every, everyone's got an issue. Right. So I, and I understand these, the things with ANTM and blah, blah, blah. But like on ANTM, when it was like her and Miss J and I can't remember the name of the other queen, it was just Nigel. Wait, no, 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 no. no. There, there was Nigel Barker. Was that his name? No, this is like early days when it's like, this queen with dyed blonde hair, Miss J and Tyra. And no, no, no. Earliest days was Miss J, the photographer guy. Remember the sexy British photographer? Yeah, I think that was Nigel Barker. But then there was the other guy. And the other guy. The photographer, I think, I you know, I remember him, but he didn't seem like such a player. It doesn't matter. Anyhow, I... I understand the problematics of that show, but I think it was really great reality television. I think reality television is great. I really understand it better in COVID, um, especially when it's live. I mean, it was Dancing with the Stars is weird because you hear a lot of screaming and a lot of booing. Oh. And they look up at like who they say. Who are they booing? What's they getting boo booed? when the judges give low scores. Oh, okay. And they look up at like a supposed audience that's been brought in, but you feel really like it's just five people who are pushing buttons to amplify. Right. Oh, don't wow. be shocked. My, my computer's restarting. <laughs> I see. Are you recording yeah. on your computer? No, no, I'm recording on my iPad and I'm talking to you on my phone, which is about to die. But what might end up needing to happen is that I turn FaceTime on, on my computer and I can actually plug headphones into my computer. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, it's 
It's a real day of miscellaneous work, Lyme disease, dancing with the stars, and technical difficulties. I know. I, I just really wish everybody had just continued putting those little circular inputs for normal headphones into all devices. Well, it is, yeah, Apple really was like, sorry, you can either have headphones or power, but you can't have both. And um, you can bring that up with Jamie Devine and maybe he can ask them for a better strategy. Well, it's all a scam because they're like, we're just going to absolutely frustrate you until you're forced into buying our latest product, which is those air ears, earbuds. What are they called? It's it's the earbuds. Airpods. Airpods, yeah, yeah. People love them. People love them. I, I don't, but that's because the uh, Apple earphones never fit my ears. Like those, those don't work for me. And isn't it confusing to think about whether they're too big or too small? It's hard to say. Um, yes, I would say it's they're too big for me. Like I need an in ear kind um, of moment. I see. Like, should we take a break and have you plug in? Wait, no, no, don't take a break yet until I'm confident that um, it's gonna work. Because <laughs> we we can still keep talking for four percent. We started at seven, so we're doing really good. Wow. Yeah. And how is it that your phone is on so low battery? What do you mean? What I just said. Oh, I see. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant like how is it that your phone still works at only four percent? I was like, Cause no, it's 4%. I meant did you just not charge it at studio? That's right. I did not charge it whilst I was at work. And then I rushed home and I was like, oh, my phone. It's a full dead. Sagittarius moment. It is true. There is a chaotic nature to the Sagittarius. And that's well, where I, 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 I mean, Miley probably doesn't charge her phone either. Yeah, I tend to get like, like, for I'll tell you a story about this morning, which is that I, I went to the garment district and I had a great day in the garment district. Great day, a great, you know, half hour because everyone had exactly what I was looking for. And that doesn't always happen. Where you go to the place and you're thinking, I really hope that they have red nylon mesh to match the color of this fringe. And they just did. Ugh. And, you know, I was wonderful. So that happened. And then I got to studio and I realized, oh, I want to start. I just want to clean up before I get started. And I had I put some of the new yardage in the washing machine. So I saw that there's this Bill Blass clothing tag that I needed to re-sew into this bathing suit that I've repaired or refurbished for my friend Cassie. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to take that. I'm going to sew that in. And then suddenly I saw there were some like scissors I need to put away. So I was like, well, then I'm going to first put away these scissors and I'm going to fold up this fabric. And before I knew it, I could not find the Bill Blast tag. It was gone. And I, I was literally holding the needle and thread with which I had planned to sew it in. But I couldn't find the tag because I had gotten sidetracked. What feels like hours later, but probably 20 minutes later, I found it kind of nestled into a little piece of fabric in a drawer. Do you know how it got there? I fell off the table. Oh, it just fell off the table and went in. Oh, okay. But I don't know how it fell off the table. I don't know what was going on, but I completely lost track of it. Who wants to have a tag sewn back into a garment? I feel it's all about tag removal. Well, because you want to know for history, for posterity, that Bill Blass was the designer of that bathing suit. Oh. Well, if I had a bathing suit, I would really not want to tag in it because it's just like you want to have it feel as like streamlined just against your skin as possible. 
Well, I did sew it in in a way where it would be easily removable. It's no longer actually sewn into a seam as it once was. So that's good. You just did a little four tack moment on each of the corners. I did a two tack moment. Oh, well, it's hanging. It's hanging. Yeah. There you go. Just hanging by, hanging by a thread, as it were. H- hanging by literally by a thread or or by a. Chat. I really also <laughs> live watched uh, or enjoyed seeing um, Isaac Mizrahi on QVC skyping in selling these uh, jackets that he had made, and that was um, that was another thing I really enjoyed watching live. Speaking of. Uh, the tag being in the clothes and um, just wonderful. I love seeing him talk, like chat with these women and being like, listen, darling, what you're going to do is this coat. You know, you can generally with a coat like this, you can't put it in the washer or dryer, but you can with this one. And here's a great tip for the fall, which is just stick it in the dryer for 20 minutes before you walk out the door. And then you'll put it on and you'll feel nice and heated as you go out. Isn't that nice? Uh-huh. I thought that's such a Isn't that's such a nice hack, life hack. Twenty minutes, obviously excessive. Maybe he didn't say twenty minutes. Know. Maybe that was just in my mind of like really heated up. Throw it in there for a couple minutes at high heat; it'll be fine. How's New York City? Well, oh, I really have some kind of bruise on my elbow because I've now touched it on the table twice and like searing pain. I wonder what happened. Ugh, anyways, oh my god. Mysteries. I know, I slammed my elbow into something. I also have like a big scrape on my hip. No idea. Um, <laughs> New York. Christ. New York, let's see. Um, the days are getting shorter. Mm-hmm. It is now 5.52 and it is darkening. Yeah. Um, and... People seem busy, but they're just, New York feels more under control. I mean, because people don't have a choice but to behave in a more kind of responsible way. And so things feel less crowded. The trains feel more orderly. Um, I'm, I like it. Is that bad? Is that okay to say? Is that okay? I Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of us like COVID, but I can understand no. liking that people are maybe being more spatially respectful in a city that has felt incredibly, incredibly overwhelming, I would say, since 2010. Like, it's really, it started to, the population uptick at that point really did begin to feel... Uh, you know, the subway is just a lot. It's just you get crammed in there. Um, yeah. So having there be a sense of space and some and people feeling like they're giving each other space, I think sounds great at any point in time. Um, and to have a total absence of tourists is great. People just mm. all are very much directed where they're going because they know. And right. I, I had a thought today as I was walking in the garment district and I, I was walking very fast as I as I do. And a scrape on the hip and a bump on the elbow. Yeah. I was, and I just thought, I love walking fast because as much as I don't like exercise, walking fast really makes me feel alive. It gets me to where I'm going faster. I feel I waste less time. I love walking fast. I love it. Yes. When I'm, As do you, I do. I When you, I'm in the city, I walk really fast. I haven't. 
Um, Lyme is like a hard one to do much of a workout in. I mean, I'm definitely in my classes demonstrating and, but that is like so much more stretchy, uh, liquid movement. Um, but I do, I do look forward to when I feel like I could be more cardio again. Uh, it is the, the temperature difference is very extreme. You know, it's like, it was like 48 degrees here yesterday. I, I know I woke up yesterday morning shivering in my bed, yes, it's, shivering. It's quite cold, but that didn't stop me from jumping in the pool and swimming. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really thought I'm going to try and Vim Hof my immune system on. Was the water warmer than the air? Mm, yeah, obviously. I don't know. It's It was cold. It was cold. Uh, I, you know what else I woke Two days ago I woke up with, speaking of last week's episode, <laughs> a gnarly cold sore. Can you imagine? I oh, like after I told you, get that red marine algae. And you know what I did? I went straight to Lifetime Market and I bought myself red marine algae oh, and more lysine. I and did. how's it going? Well, it's like that thing where it, it it came so quickly, and then I took the stuff, and it it seems to have stopped coming. But it's, oh, you took the Valtrex. I took one, but all I had was one Valtrex left. Oh, but yeah. um. It's fine. Like it's not festering, but now I have a wound, you know, and it's not the normal kind for me. Usually my cold sores are on the lip directly. This one is like how you get them above Ugh, the lip and on the skin. So painful. I hate those where it feels like someone stubbed their cigar out on your face. Well, it's like, it's almost like there's like <laughs> po- poison, poison. That's like, um, that's that, dissolve skin and it's coming from the inside yes such as herpes it is it's so gross it's a real yeah well it's a it's a whole i mean it's it hides in the nerve of your jaw really yeah herpes the that simplex for cold sores hides in like this nerve in these nerve pathways that then go up and uh, express themselves can we get that nerve removed Seems like a good idea. Um, there is, uh, they do do like UV therapy. I know is like a, a thing that like actors will have done, like some kind of zap, like zip, zap, zap, uh-huh. zap it away. I mean, really uh-huh. nerves sort of, I mean, the pain that I'm having right now is more of like the nerve kind, which is a, a real, it's up there. I'd say nerve pain's really, um, maybe my least favorite of the pains. <laughs> Bone, bone <laughs> is all the pain is a weird one. Like breaking my foot was really like, ugh, what? And that was a very kind of like gut turner. Muscle is very like, ow. Nerve is like, I'm on fire. Right. Nerve has more of that like burn, burn, baby, burn, disco inferno um, pain to it, which is not fun. Have you been seeing anyone? Um... Yeah, who, is, who did I see? Uh, God, I haven't seen Stuart in a bit because I saw, I, I talked about that last week. I see Harriet every day. Mm-hmm. I see Jeremy every day. <laughs> yeah, I saw Russell and Claire Kretschmar at a Central Park picnic. That's nice. And I saw Patricia and Justin. We had brunch. That's nice. They're out of the compound. They're definitely back in the city. That's so nice. It was great. great. I feel it's, I don't know that I'm, 
seeing less people than I normally would, quite frankly. I definitely <laughs> am seeing less people than I normally would. You really are. You and really are. I have been really since March. So it's a weird one. It's a real, there are definitely times where I get really struck by it and feel utter despair and grief and sorrow and rage. Um, and uh, yeah, and not feeling great doesn't help in the assistance of positive thinking. And what is your kind of immediate fix for that? Do you write something? Do you call someone? Do you eat something? I, well, you know me in eating. That's generally not where I go. Um, right. No. I, uh, you know, writing is really, is helpful. And also there's some, you know, sometimes it's a phone call. Parker and I talk almost every day. Um, you know, the West Coast is so crazy. I've, like been checking in with my West Coast friends. I mean, even in Vancouver where she is where they're shooting, it's like the sky is stark from the smoke. And uh, I, I hope they're shooting scenes that are meant to be on a hazy planet. Uh, truly. Um, and, you know, Jamie's situation is crazy, like full in San Francisco, like full duct tape around like windows, the door, two air purifiers. Wow. I mean, wow. going outside is like for an hour is like smoking a pack or two of cigarettes pending on like the day. So wow. it's, I have been checking in my West Coast friends. Um, that feels, talked to the Ryan, FaceTime with Ryan Walker Page. It's, it's all like, it's a lot. It's, you know, there's, this is, this is a host of um, perils and traumas and what helps get through. I will say like really the most, I already said this. I've, I love teaching. I love, and, and I, I think on teaching on Zoom, it's brought up something for me that I'm curious about as well of like how there's so, there is a sense of, and, and I've, this is like no new news. I think it, the Bard campus is difficult if you um, have a disability. And so in teaching in this way, I've also been thinking about what it would be to open um, more Zoom teaching for people who uh, might not be able to leave their apartment or who are more, or home rather, apartment as if everyone lives in New York. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. And because I spent, because I knew I wasn't coming back in person, I spent the summer like thinking about researching and talking with people about better ways to teach on Zoom. So it's felt very enlivening and that's felt really good those times have felt really good and exploring like also what the internet means in terms of like how to like declass the arts and get the arts out of just like metropolitan places and, and coastal the coasts and and how to get to you know if, who i'd want to get to and let's say rural wisconsin and um and same with ableism and how can we use the internet how can the arts use the internet perhaps in a better way in a live format function? Um, which then on the other side was what was so fun for me and watching Dancing with the Stars live being like, oh my God, this is happening right now. Um, wow. Which I really took for granted back in the past. I think it was just like something was live and you're like, ugh, whatever, I'll tape it. And now I'm like, no, I have to, like someone called while Dancing with the Stars was on. I was like, I'm watching TV. I'll call you when it's over. Like the last time I did uh that, I can't remember. 
In the olden days, lots of TV was live, even sitcoms like I Love Lucy, you know? Yeah, it's a real, I think that's exciting. So that liveness sort of thing and how we get to each other. I've been watching, I haven't done this since I can't remember, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Just twice. I've only done it twice. And it's very soothing. It's so wild that Alex Trebek and that other guy, it's like... Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. Let me tell you what. I I am... I, I There they are. It's just really... I love Jeopardy. I love it. I love screaming the, you know, like... Um, like, uh, what is John Cassavetes? Um, or oh, like, who is John Cassavetes? Is, is, <laughs> exactly. That's your category. Directors. Your category. I did really well in directors. I did really well in eights. Um, oh, that's interesting. I love when they do a kind of, you know, punny or riddly kind yeah, of Yeah, like who is Alexander the Great um, was in the was Oh in my, that's, that's a stretch. Um, uh, and, and it's also interesting to watch these people deal with each other in COVID. So when, who's the guy who spins the wheel on Wheel of Fortune? The contestant. No, who's the guy who, who runs it? Is that Alex? Pat That's Sage. Pat, Pat Sage. So when he came over to the wheel. <laughs> Who, who's the showrunner <laughs> at Wheel of Fortune? So, I think he's called the host, the host. like Tyra. Um, Pat, when he came over to the wheel, he was like, excuse me, I'll, I just need some room here. So someone had to like step away. Like, I think he probably used to like stand right next to the contestant and spin it. But now there's this choreography of like moving away and and it's fascinating because you're like you're not six oh, feet apart but wait apart. because they're covid they're doing it with covid this is covid girl this is now are the jeopardy contestants six feet apart do they have plexi between no them? they're apart it does not look six feet to me but they're apart and yeah. so I imagine, like, you get selected, you go through a quarantine, you probably go through, like, double tests, like, day three and day ten, and, or your last day, whatever. Like, you do two swabs, and then you, like, go on the show, and and I'm sure the show houses them in some, like, quarantined hotel. Like, I don't know, but mm-hmm. just thinking about all of that is interesting, and seeing people continue on. I mean, we haven't, we didn't have, like television in the last pandemic so oh this um when when we were young during the spanish yeah exactly that's just jack my phone my phone's at one percent well let's take a break and come back this is our break we'll come back we'll talk about food we'll talk about fragrances i don't know we'll see bye okay bye Well, I'm recording again. Well, we're back. And um, you said we were going to talk about food and fragrances. So what on earth could you mean by that? I don't know. I was just saying words that started with F. But uh, I... I wa- when does the new British Bake Off happen? I have no idea, but I do know it's been cast. I, I, don't, I don't know what that means. But I was thinking... Well, yeah, because I saw Kim Joy posted, like, welcome back. Welcome to our new bakers. Right. And I was thinking today... Um, cause on Ask Rana, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, which is with, uh, right. um, Rana Glickman, who's a fake, per, uh, a, a character that I think this woman, mm-hmm. Jessica Chaffin does. 
And um, Brian, Brian, can you help me? Mm-mm. Yeah, you can. Safi from Throwing Shade. There we go. Mm-hmm. Brian, Safi, and Rana have a podcast. And today they had on someone named Ed, E-D-D something or other. He was the winner of the very first Great British Bake Off, which I never saw because they didn't broadcast it here in America. And and then I thought, who is that really, who is the most handsome of all the Bake Off bakers? And then I figured out who I thought was the most handsome of all the Bake Off bakers. And it was someone named James Morton or something like that. I can't remember. I just remember this, that season when there were those two bakers who you were in love with, both of them. Um, the guy with the glasses oh. and the guy who wore ties. Ties. Oh, Henry. I wasn't in love with Henry, but I did. The yeah. The person with the glasses was, was cute. So cute. Beautiful long eyelashes. That was a nice season. There was lots of gay romance on um, Great British. I love crying on the, ba- watching the Great British break off. Oh, it's wonderful. I love crying. I mean, I seem to do it like all the time. Um, oh, wait, I did cry a lot watching something. Oh, <gasps> I watched something good. Oh, what was it? It was the Amy Schumer documentary series about having a baby. Oh, it's about her having a baby? Yes, it it, go, it follows her from basically conception to birth. And it's just she and her husband documenting it mostly on their iPhones. And then uh-huh. once she starts preparation for filming a new comedy special, then there's other cameras involved, I think. But it was very, very moving, I have to say. Why? Um, I think because her husband is seems very genuine. And yeah. he is on the spectrum, as you find out over the course of the show. So he he's he's really no BS, which is wonderful. And I think Amy values that in him very much. And she, you get to see someone go through all the feelings of like what, what it feels like to find out you're pregnant, what it feels like to find out the gender of the baby. And then also her pregnancy was very complicated because she ended up with this kind of syndrome where you're, you are abnormally sick every day through, through the pregnancy. Mm, yes, yes. I did know someone who went through that too, which sounded yeah. like literal hell. So Amy was basically barfing constantly all day, not holding any food down, and then going and experimenting, workshopping a new a new show by going to the comedy cellar every night and Jesus. Yeah, so and but it's good. It's you get to it's really good. I I, I was very, very moved. Well, I do like her. Yeah, she's smart. Yeah, I think she's really smart. I um we've talked about it before. I cried when I saw that movie with her and Michelle Williams. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty. Yeah, and I liked that guy who she likes in it. Um and uh interesting. I'm really excited to watch this documentary that Parker told me to watch. Which is, uh, I think it's on HBO or maybe it's on Netflix. It's about this call The Vow. Company. Oh, yes. The Vow. Yes, yes. Is that on HBO or Netflix? Uh, it's on HBO, and it is really something. I can't wait. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. Oh, you're going to love it. I'm going to Also, I'm going to watch that. highly recommend, highly recommend um, the new Ridley Scott show on HBO Max called Raised by Wolves. Wow. 
Yes. Raised by Wolves. And that's on HBO Max. I wonder if we have, I mean, we have the HBO Go, whatever thing is. Mm. So who knows if I get it? Oh, but wait, no, I have regular TV. So I can probably just like. Maybe. Yeah. Apple, Apple, Apple TV, new versions of Apple TV have HBO Max. We don't, we have the old version. Oh, okay. But, but at any rate, I was turned on to it by um, Joe Walsh and Lauren Strong, and who who said, "Oh, this this show looks to have been designed by Reed and Harriet." And I said, "What are you talking about?" And I turned it on. And I said, "I understand." Is it? Does it take place in outer space? Um, it takes place in the future on a planet that that humankind has to um, escape to. Well, I love Ridley Scott. Alien is truly one of the best movies that's ever been made. Um, uh, it is a- an absolute quarantine film, as I've said before. Uh, if we break quarantine, we could all die, as uh, as Ridley right. says. Ripley. Ripley. There's this hysterical, um, like, making of featurette where it shows... Where they're like, Ridley is incredibly meticulous in his preparations mm-hmm. and his planning and his storyboarding. And then they keep cutting to these storyboards. And I'm like, did he draw these? Like, and then you see him like drawing out cards on set and it's just like full scribble scrabble. And you're like, oh, he absolutely does nothing. He's surrounded by assistants. It's all done for him. Interesting. Well, in the day he really did something. I mean, he did. It's. While it is true that, you know, directors and choreographers can really get everyone else to do everything for them. I think back in the day, he, he really made... Well, I mean, even, I even, even if like, you're getting other people to do things for you, you still have to have the idea, you know? Sometimes. I mean, I think we can think... I'm sure we can think of people who we won't say who I don't think they had an idea and they just go into the rehearsal room and they're like, can people move around? Lots of people don't... Lots of people go in to make a dance and don't have an idea and that is when um, you see a bad dance. Yeah, or maybe a really good one. I don't know. It's I I remember that great article that Terry O'Connor wrote a while ago about like the the difficulty of being asked to pitch the work you're going to do in two years for the grant cycle. Well, yes, of course. But like, that's because the process can, can evolve organically, but that, that doesn't mean like just arrive at the studio and hope for divine intervention or whatever. It's like, (laughs) Oh, what are we going to do today? Let's everyone kneel and pray. (laughs) I mean, Um, that is conceptually interesting to like pray for a piece to manifest. I would actually, I would love to see that show. I'll do it. Um, uh, what? I had something else. Oh, something really funny. Um, so I had watched some of the first season of documentary now, and then I was kind of like, no, I'm okay. And I hadn't seen it in a long time. I recently saw the Kate Blanchett as Marina Abramovic. Oh, wow. Uh, one, which I highly recommend. It's called The Artist is Waiting. <laughs> it's really wild because they show clips oh, that good. are so similar to when, like, Tony and Will and Matt were, you know, in the... Naked in the bones. And in, in the, well, no, when oh, they in went the to river? that, like, upstate retreat or whatever, where they had to, like, count lentils or, you know, it's yeah. like, and watching, it is so funny. 
Kate Blanchett is such comic gold. Her impersonation of Marina is uncanny. What is her name in the documentary? I don't remember, but you'll love it. You have to watch it. And and it ends up also just having like a really great... Uh, I also just loved its notes of just misogyny in the art world. Like it was just... It's so great. I really... I appreciated that it wasn't just a like let's rip apart this woman. It actually like had a a whole other track on it about misogyny in the art world. I can't wait. It was just, it was so fun. And then Jamie sent me this, though I haven't gotten to watch it yet, which I don't know if you've seen the making of company. Oh yeah. Where Elaine Stritch like does and everything. They did, they have a documentary now, which I can't wait to watch. Maybe we, we can watch that and talk about it next week or at some point called co-op. (laughs) which is about a failed musical about people working, living, or trying to live in a New York (laughs) co-op. And it looks shot. I mean, it's how they shoot it looking so close. The Marina one was written by Seth Meyers, who I'll just put it out there is, I mean, so funny and so cute. And uh, I believe it's with Amy Polar. Isn't that correct? What? No. No, Seth Myers is married to a, a woman who gave birth in their apartment lobby. Um, Seth Myers is the one with the Late Late Show. Amy Poehler used to be married to Will Arnett, and I don't know what relationship she happens to be in it these days. Oh, I always thought her and Seth Myers were together. Isn't that funny? I think it's because they just played a couple in Blades of Glory. Oh, no, they didn't. Will Arnett and Amy Poehler played brother and sister in that movie. Oh, but they're also together. Right. They're like evil. That's Will Arnett. Oh, that's Will Arnett. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know anymore. I don't know. I also feel like I really want to just go back to, you know, that opening shot in Melancholia where the birds are dropping out of the sky. Uh, I don't remember. She's slowly opening her eyes and her hair is really greasy. You were like, oh, it's, Jack. Uh-huh. It's like her hair is greasy in her face and she slowly opens her eyes to the opening uh, to the opening of Tristan and Isolde while like these birds drop from this <laughs> fall out of the sky out of focus behind her. Uh-huh. Um, that's basically the, the mood if I was a GIF. <laughs> that's really the mood that um, continues. That and when she lifts her hands looking at the electricity coming out of her fingers. I know I posted it even pre-COVID, but let me tell you what, when you, I've only, I've only deepened into that mood. Mood. um, So, uh, so I don't know if you were a GIF. So that's my GIF is, is, uh, is uh, Kirsten Dunn slowly opening her eyes with like greasy hair and birds falling out of the sky to the opening of Tristan is old. What's, what would be your GIF? My GIF is like a person Hold, holding like a pair of scissors and a whisk, but then looking at a bruise on their knee in a confused way. <laughs> oh, you just took yours really real. You didn't pick something from like a movie or anything. Oh, okay. Pick... Um, okay, let me see. Because I actually think that is a, that it, it. I don't really think I know that that Kristen Dunst gif is a gif because I have sent it when people have been like, how are you? And I'll just send that. My gif is Isabella Rossellini saying, guess how old I am. That's really good. I love it. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so good. Oh, that's really good. 
Um, well, uh, I have to run. Why? Because I need to... I, I said we were only going to have 15 Why, minutes. Why, you just put a I time have, limit I, on it? No, I have a meeting. I have a meeting. I have a meeting. Okay. I have to, that I have to go to. But, um... Welcome to this episode of Staying in Touch. <laughs> literally, that is this podcast. <laughs> it's not literally this podcast. It just is what it is right now. Um, we have, if you have not, go on over to our YouTube page. Click like, subscribe, um, because that is where we are going to be releasing the films for yes. each month that then we will be reviewing on our last Friday. Yes. And month. also, and I believe that now... As a, you can be a patron without having to do a monthly subscription. You can just donate to our tip jar. So that's a new, we new do, development. Yes, on our website we have uh, a tip jar. If you if the monthly thing feels too hard, um, and with the monthly thing again, we're, we were, we weren't looking for anything big. It was really like you know a dollar an episode, so like four or five bucks a month. Um, really helps us more than you know. And uh, what is that thing people kept posting? It was like art for artists or artists, artists. I, I have no idea. It was a thing of like, I'm an artist worker, working artists. Like, you know, it's just basically like, how are we going to deal with the this collapse and the economy, the collapse in arts funding, like all of that. And yeah. especially when you are fringe as this podcast is mm-hmm. queering the podcasts queering the podcast oh um, next week i'm going to tell you an amazing story about fringe oh i'm really excited to hear it and um and i don't want to say but do you i want it to stay secret do you have any knowledge about that secret guest we were texting about? i have not heard back yet but i did send any? out okay. um you know the okay. request well we will we will um tell you about it if it happens, and we'll tell you about it if it does. Oh, happen. I love ending with secrets. It is it is really good. All right. Well, stay tuned. Find us on Instagram at the Dance and Stuff Show, um, as well as on YouTube. And um uh, we, we love you. you. <laughs> <laughs>